the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. So, uh, when they were coming up with the name Sperm Whale, what do you guys think some of like the, the names that didn't make it were? I'm going to say, uh, right off the bat, Cum Dolphin. <laughs> yeah, Cum Dolphin's a good one. I'm thinking, like, Jizz Gigantosaur or something. Like, that, I mean... <laughs> Skeet Shack. Yeah, right, right. They were like, no, it's a mammal. It can't be a shack. Or like fist butter creature. I don't, you know, like, what you... <laughs> that's a fist butter creature. And then someone was like, ah. I just want to know why sperm. Yeah, what, what made them think sperm? When they looked at it, where they were like, you know what? That looks like me and the missus had a long night and a, at least two bottles of whiskey. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Just... Whiskey's delicious. I do like whiskey. I just want to know what failed. Like, how do they settle on Well, sperm? the condom, naturally. That's where you got the fucking sperm whale from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. No, it's really, it really is kind of a fucking mystery, because I don't, I don't understand why you would call it a sperm whale. Like, I, you know, like, I hope they didn't crowdsource it. Like, you know, like, how they, <laughs> they, they crowdsourced Bodie McBoatface? You know, McBoatface? there's that one dickhead who's like, Whaley McWhaleface. Yeah, right, right. You know, fuck you, Steve. God damn it, go back to goddamn Reddit, you Except asshole. Except for it was Karen, and she's like, you guys, you know be funny? Sperm whale. Huh? Yeah, because nobody's done that <laughs> before. All right, all right. Um, You know, we gotta, we gotta... We got to get into dick news, and then we got to get into the fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get into the show because I'm so fucking excited. It's a Massachusetts-based episode, you motherfuckers. Two. Two Massachusetts-based episodes. I am so fucking excited. This is going to be an awesome show. Do we give bonus cock news again? Yeah, let's let's do a let's do uh, the main the story and then give be, us the a- The first one's going to be quick. It's a quick hitter. Give us a little bonus dick. Uh, you don't have to worry about that for me. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. Name, name my I may not tape. last forever, but I can at least go a second round right afterward. Yeah, right. I mean, you'll be disappointed for three minutes and then again for seven. <laughs> I All like right. to refer to it as "thank you, come again and again." <laughs> All right, so uh, but I'm the only one who comes. I'm going to give you guys the headline real quick. Swedish man creates giant snow penis to say sorry for destroying smaller snow penis. I'm all in. Tell me the story. This makes me so happy. So it started out with a crude drawing in the snow that appeared in the Swedish city of Gothenburg. Um, it was a small snow penis. So there's not, not a like, lot going on in this town like is what to I'm getting. eight to ten feet. I would say it was like an eight to ten foot snow penis. But for someone to make a ten foot cock in the snow, there's not a lot going on there. So images circulated. A local resident named Emmeline Sava decided that he was going to scrub out the snow penis. <laughs> so the snow so penis- what you're saying is... <laughs> <laughs> he buffed out the snow penis. Yeah, yeah. He he, uh, he actually took a, a blower, a snow blower. So he blew he, the snow penis. Yeah, yeah. He definitely blew the snow penis away. The story tells itself, really. So I mean, someone someone went down to this canal and thought it would be a good idea to draw a giant dick in the snow, like an eight foot to ten foot. Was dick it a, in was the it snow. a birth canal? Because that's what penis is. Anyway, he went down to the canal and he scrubbed <laughs> the image away. Uh, but he had Jordan's no idea that the snow penis jokes. was really popular. Like, this was actually, like, people were pissed that he destroyed the snow Dude, penis. Dude, I'd be fucking pissed if I made that thing. So, That's a giant fucking glorious monument to standing up to pee, and this fucking asshole just ruined it for everyone. A, f- a Facebook group was created about the the atrocities to the snow penis. <laughs> they so, created a Facebook group? Yes. Yeah, there was a, a, As I mentioned before, honor. there's not a lot going on in this town. And they this don't is, have a lot of this movie is obviously theaters. Like, this is an outside spelling. 
this is like a not English spelling, so honor is even spelled with a U, so it even gives it like that air of. They used the word Anna to refer to a snow penis. Right. Yeah. Right. Did they use the God, word? God, I color? fucking love Sweden. I so, need to go there. These these sound like my people. The as it happens host Carol, off. I'm really not sure if it. How's this, it spelled? So ho- Carol off. Like How many off dots are above the O? Nothing. Oh. Anyway, I started feeling really sorry for them because they really missed their penis. This is what he. This is Emmelyn says this. I started to real really feel sorry for them because they really missed their penis. This is the kindest country in the world. In the middle of the night, I wake up. I went to the computer and I wrote to them. I said, I'm really sorry I deleted your penis. The next day, he got his snowblower out and drew an even larger... He he deleted it? Is that what he said? Yes, I deleted... I'm sorry I I deleted your snow penis. So, uh, he posted a video. I have the video. And then he says he wanted to create an even bigger penis uh, in tribute. So, he... May well have created the biggest snow penis in the world, but he hopes not for long. He thinks that people around the world will do much bigger penises than this one. And you know, I got to say, time. when I make tributes, mine is always a little bit bigger. So I would love to think that this is going to be the newest crop circle is just oh, snow penises. Oh, God, yeah. Please, in somebody, some, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're a new listener to the show. I don't care if you're an old listener because, frankly, there's only six of you. If you could go out into a cornfield right now and make a citizen's guide to the supernormal branded crop dick. (laughs) Crop dick. A crop cock. Crop cock. (laughs) That's perfect. Make us a crop cock. Please fucking make us a crop cock. All right. So the next uh, the next penis Bonus Dick. The next yeah, the the bonus dick item. (laughs) We're stretching the Wang news tonight. Uh actually, actually this is uh this is quite a bit Quite a bit of Wang news. A Quebec play about a man and his penis was fined $500 over the use of a fake cigarette. So let me see if I got this straight. <clears throat> it's a play uh, about a guy's dick. And the biggest problem the cops had were like, hey, no. I think it's like a city ordinance. No fake cigarettes, Pierre, you fucking asshole. I'm about to show you both a picture. If it's his dick, I don't want to see it. I think it's an artist representation of what his dick might be. His dick is sitting next to him with his legs crossed. Did and you his see the scrotum under his thighs? And there's a scrotum in his lap. Dicks have legs. It's a full size dick. So the 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 penis in this play is actually like a. Person. It's a person. Like it's, it's like um. A per- there's a person who has to get up in the morning and go. Today I get to dress like a penis. It's like that play with uh the president with that, does that, that movie <laughs> called Harvey. It's like that movie called Harvey with Jimmy Stewart. And he sees an imaginary rabbit that no one else can see, except this rabbit, when you rub its belly, it um, shoots hand lotion. Sticky love glue. <laughs> sticky, sticky love glue. So uh, the penis okay, but killing people is okay. Uh, all kinds of things are okay, but smoking sage cigarettes is not okay. It was a sage cigarette? Was yeah. he trying to fucking... It was a fake cigarette. Be gone, Satan, uh, with so the, the sage. Theater, the Quebec Theater's fighting for its freedom of creation after getting fined the $500. Because the actor smoked a fake cigarette during a December 3rd performance. Uh, I'm not even going to... I need to know if he was smoking... Oh, the play is actually called Conversations with My Penis. That could be the most French thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Anyway, uh, two health inspectors showed up, and they issued the fine for smoking in a public place. Um, I wonder if Mike Pence has a bunch of conversations with his penis, but it's mostly just like, Hey! 
No more naked dudes, you. It's mostly like, stop, stop it, stop yeah. it, stop, stop being it. hot at this g- men's gymnastics stop event. Stop it. Apparently there's a scene where he hugs his own penis. <laughs> <laughs> he hugs his own penis? I do that all the time. It's called being married. Yeah, but you did it with a closed fist. This guy actually, like, bear hugs his penis. Anyway, so... Uh... <laughs> Nobody had a problem. I can't believe that's a thing. Also, he made a, I want to know what that costume is made out of. I have so many fucking questions about this play. And and I really need to star in it. If someone in Boston has connections to the Wilbur Theater, actually the Wang would probably be more appropriate. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the Wang At the Center. Wang. I need to be in this play. Center I will bring it to life for everyone. So uh, the the... The article's kind of boring because they just keep hammering home the fact that this penis play. Hammering home yeah, well, with you know, the penis? Just jackhammering away at the point. But uh, the penis doesn't smoke. She drinks coffee. She, wait, time out. Give me a moment. Ein Minuten bitte. Did you say the fucking penis was a she? There's a female actor in the penis, yeah, in the penis costume. I think this play's got a number of problems. I And none of them... Involve this fake cigarette. You know, how do leave you, it up I'm to sorry. guys. Leave it up to guys to come up with a fucking dick costume. I mean, the vagina monologues. You don't have a guy walking out just as a big vagina. Fucking exactly. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, can you imagine a woman referring to her vagina in the in the in the masculine? Could you imagine a woman hugging her own vagina? It's like, on stage? oh, I'm so turned on right now. Carl is so wet. <laughs> uh, come listen, give it a big bob. Everybody knows that Kevin is moist. Throw okay. your dick in <laughs> I'm so turned on right now. Throw your dick in Steve. He's so wet. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with this asshole? <laughs> oh, All right. my God. Well, so that was uh, another extended play. For those of you that follow the show, we're sorry, but I just can't get enough of the dick news. So um, welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. What, how the fuck have you been, everyone? Um, it feels like we haven't talked to you in a goddamn long time, but we actually just released an episode. It's just that we recorded super early, so... They don't need to know the magic of recording. You know what? They do. You don't need to see how the sausage is made. (laughs) I'm trying to be as transparent as possible. I think you you see how hot dogs are made. Maynard's right. You see how hot dogs are made, and you don't want to eat hot dogs again for like a week. Well, uh, all right. You're you're still not wearing pants. I never wear pants. That's... It's weird because his socks are up to his knees. <laughs> Naturally. And he's wearing sandals, but there is no pants. I'm not wearing sandals this time. I'm wearing combat boots, you fucking asshole. And he used to give me crap for that. Uh, I know. Right? Well, who do you think t- fucking turned me on to it? Well, I don't want to say I'm an influencer, but. You know, when you, th- <laughs> when you throw a fl- frog in some boiling water and then you, keep, you know, throw the frog in the water and then t- slowly turn up the heat, eventually the frog doesn't realize it's boiling. That's what happened with me, my pants, and combat boots. i got to be honest. You lost me at frog and boiling water. I've never boiled a frog before. Yeah, only lobster. You had a terrible childhood then. So, welcome back to the Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. This is a podcast dedicated to the weird, unexplained in all things sticky, stupid, and uncomfortable. Like the stack of well-worn men's health magazines tucked under Mike Pence's mattress. Uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> skeet, wow. skeet, skeet, motherfuckers. Mike Pence is getting it tonight. He really is. Well, he's giving it to somebody. Uh, my name is Sarge. With me is Maynard. And joining us again tonight is our dedicated producer and emaciated best friend, Jordan. Hey, we're all on Twitter. 
I'm at Bastard Prophet. Maynard is at Maynard Rules, and Jordan is at CG Super Jordan. You can follow the show at uh, C underscore G underscore Supernormal. And if you would like to contact the show and tell us how fucking cool we are, give us show ideas, or um, send Maynard pictures of you choking a rooster for some reason, no, you can email us at <laughs> <laughs> citizensguidepodcast at gmail.com. Now you're going to piss off Peter. You know that, right? <laughs> Who's Peter? <laughs> Peter. He's Peter the guy who owns Peter the rooster. Burrow. Uh, so we're hosted by Branded Sports at thebrandedsports.com. These guys are fucking amazing. They put up with all of our bullshit, and um, they are just all around great writers, great people, great content providers. So please, please, please go to thebrandedsports.com and check out what, they, what they've what they got going on. And uh, if you feel so inclined, buy a goddamn Citizen's Guide t-shirt. You're going to look super fucking sexy, and uh, the money goes to our show. They're only $20, and we'd really appreciate it. You can also follow Branded Sports on at Branded underscore sports on Twitter. They have some amazing talent at that site, as I previously mentioned, and we're really proud to be a member of their team. Finally, if you like this episode, please give us a review on iTunes. Five stars only. Don't be one of those guys who does the three and a half. That's fucking nonsense. Um, and, oh, if you want to support the show, we got a very special message tonight. It's really important to me. Uh, to thank all the people who are responsible for donating to the show because we, right now, are recording a brand new, to us, not necessarily brand new entirely, but brand new to us recording equipment. And it was because of our patrons. Michael, Kevin, Kimberly, Shannon, and Allison. And Crockett, uh, who uh, gave us a one-time donation last month. You guys, you bought this equipment for us, so I can't thank you enough. I really appreciate the donation. We're really happy with the, with the turnout that we've got. Maynard has done some amazing things with bubble gum and gaff tape. Super proud. And a special thanks to our dear friend Stacy for hooking us up with the gear. The thing about Maynard and the bubble Maynard's gum. got some news. Maynard's got something to say. Um, I was just going to say that we're going to have our first snowstorm. This uh, this weekend, which kind of frightens me. I don't like snow. Do you guys like snow? I I typically actually enjoy the snow. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you enjoy know, it when it like freezes over into like a giant ice ball, and then you have to. Yes, it, actually. This might actually be the time we should. Do you want to do it now, Jordan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Man, it's stop wearing fucking pleather pants. It's goddamn January. Well, they're. They're comfortable. Yeah, and I can see the steam coming Listen, off your balls we're not because attacking you. This is this, we're friends talking to a friend. This isn't like an one of those interviews. I'm your friend and I'm attacking you. Stop wearing pleather pants. It's fucking January. It's twenty degrees outside. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's, I, it's I just, actually just want Maynard to stop showing me where he sat in bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> the bat wing was a bit excessive, I will agree. his microphone right now. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what batwing is when you take the flesh of your scrotal sack and stretch it out so that it's all veiny. See the movie Waiting for Further Details by Luis Guzman, Vermont resident. Great movie. Oh, fantastic movie. One oh. of Ryan Reynolds' finest. Man, it's got one hell of a brain. <laughs> <laughs>
Also known as the cat brains. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. This show <laughs> show's over, everybody. So quickly. <laughs> All right. If any of you listeners uh, do find yourself in a room with Maynard and he asks you if you want to see his growth, just say no. Yeah, it's not, never going to be something that you can diagnose. Well, uh, you don't know that. It's never a lump, Maynard. And it's also never an actual growth. Yeah, it's always, it's really always your genitalia. <laughs> 95% of the time, it's scrotum. It is what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to the point. Buckle up, gang. Sarge has a story. In the year 1650, people not quite cool enough for Boston, but not quite Italian enough to settle in Providence, founded a little town called Bridgewater. Bridgewater, Massachusetts is a town of just over 27,000. And aside from being home to Massachusetts' most okayest college, there's nothing of note in Bridgewater, except its titular triangle. That's uh, the name there. of a sex tape for sure. I know it is. The, the titular triangle? I've, yeah, se- I've seen some titular triangles in Bridgewater. <laughs> I couldn't pick a titular triangle out of a lineup. I was 19 once. There's so much asinine nonsense going on here that we need two episodes to cover it. We will not be so much, uh, this will not be so much a series as it is two distinct episodes that has a unifying theme of the same location and a whole lot of stupid town names such as Taunton, spelled Tauntaun, that you couldn't pronounce without living here. Jordan, take it away. All right. Uh, We're going to hit some geography real quick. None of you are really going to care about this, but uh, it satisfies my frankly we're just so fucking excited to do a show about a place <clears throat> in massachusetts so uh the bridgewater triangle is roughly uh, 200 square miles it spans uh this little town called abington all the way down to a place called rehoboth not how you would spell it uh and over to and Freaktown. its name is just about as ugly as its town pretty much um it does extend out to some of the bordering towns like dartmouth fall river I feel uh, like if I Swansea. met a girl named Rehoboth, she's going to be one of those girls that like wears ponchos and rides horses a lot. And I'm assuming Rehoboth is her first name, and Lynn is like a hyphenated part of her yeah, first yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Her name's like Rehoboth Lynn Mas- Masterson. Yeah, Rehoboth Lynn Masterson. Rehoboth Amber. Yeah, Rehoboth Amber. Uh, Amber. <clears throat> it, the Bridgewater Triangle was also the site of King Philip's War in 1675 and saw the deaths of over 3,000 natives and 500 English settlers. Wow. Considered one of the uh, worst wars to happen on our soil because of the small amount of total settlers and the large amount of settlers lost. Right down there, huh? We are not good at being humans. Yeah, no, I mean, we've got a really bad track record. I mean, we don't because our family didn't come here until like the 1800s, 1900s. So. Well, we're kind of glossing over the fact that we're part Norwegian, so our people have well, our own crosses to bear with all, you know, with like London. And northern Africa and France and Spain well, and we, we didn't Germany really penetrate France all We penetrated much. a lot of people If you go back areas, far enough, though, we're all a bunch of dicks. That's a fact. People, yeah, people suck. So anyway, <clears throat> the um, some of the some of the places you're going to hear us talk about are the Hockamock. <clears throat> excuse me. So it seems like I'm clearing my throat every time. No, I you said it. that right. Hockamock. <clears throat> the Hockamock Swamp, named by the Wampanoag Indians. Uh, Is it Wampanoag or Wampanoag? Uh, 
I'm just trying to figure out if those are two different tribes or two different pronunciations. Two different pronunciations. You pick your poison. I like Wampanoag. I just am going to say Wampanoag. Because it sounds like a Star Wars animal. Sure. Sure. Um, they use this, uh, the, the Wampanoags use this as a fortress to protect themselves from the English, and it serves as the base of operations for Metacomet, also known as King Philip during King Philip's War. I think Metacomet's a way fucking cooler name. It sounds like a name that, like, uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow would give a kid. It's it's much cooler name. The reason they called him Philip was because his father, Massasoit, had a good relationship with the uh, pilgrims. So, um, and God forbid they pronounce someone's name the way they want to. They're just like, no, 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 no. We're going to call you John. Yeah. Hey, you're, uh, you're not going to be Brad. I'm sorry. Did you say your name was Squanto? That's not going to do. You're going to be, uh, Thomas from now on. <laughs> um, so Hakamak is actually Algonquin, Algonquin, which is the language the Wampanoags spoke. Uh, it's Algonquin. Is that the nation? I think in Wamp- uh, Algonquin is the nation, and the Wampanoags are the tribe. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm, I'm just, go I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to be respectful of the culture because, uh, well, frankly, I live where they should have been. Right. So the uh, ha- Hakamak is Algonquin for place where spirits dwell, which is kind of I find interesting. <clears throat> it also uh, was the was an is a Native American burial ground for over a thousand graves. That we can track back, some dating more than 8,000 years old. Uh, Jesus. It's also referred to as the Hobbamok Swamp, uh, which is the name of the deity of death and disease worshipped by the Wampanoag. Hobbamok was comprised of the If you've ever souls been to the Bridgewater, there couldn't be a more appropriate name for that area. <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing and they don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> World's okayest state college. Funny, funny story. Uh, Abington, which is the the tip of the triangle. Uh, <clears throat> yep. Just the tip. Just the very tip <laughs> of the triangle. Um, it has a Native American name, uh, Mata Mata I'm not pronouncing Mata, it right. Mata, Mata but basically, Mata, it literally trans <laughs> it literally translate to land of the beaver. Um, <laughs> I like that skeet is most likely the beaver part. Yeah, probably because uh, Maswatusit is land of the land of the hills, right? You you got me. So know. anyway, we're going to talk about the Freetown Lakeville Forest, home to so many fucked up things like satanic rituals, murders, ghost sightings, mysterious animal sightings, suicides, and a massive cow slaughtering. And people who think Sheltros are dress shoes. This is true. Yeah, right? The uh, Don't step on my shell toes, kid. These, i got to go to fucking church tomorrow. Freetown Lakeville Forest, also home of the mad trucker of Copycat Road and many other creepy spirit things. Uh, we also have Dighton Rock, which is uh, kind of an interesting thing. It's located... And just to help you guys out before we get into this, just so you know how fucking ridiculous things are spelled in Massachusetts, Dighton Rock is D-I-G-H-T-O-N. Not D-I-T-O-N or D-I-T-T-O-N. But it's D-I-G-H-T, because we just needed a fucking G-H as, as many times as we could. Dighton, kid. Yeah. So the uh, the Dighton Rock is actually located directly across from the Grassy Island burial grounds of Hobbamock Swamp, uh, or Hockamock Swamp, or a 40-ton boulder originally located in the riverbed of the Taunton River in Berkeley, because that makes a lot of sense. Um, formerly part of the town of Dighton, it was noted for its petroglyphs, um, that have been attributed to five or six different um, countries of origin, including Native Americans and the Norwegians. 
Uh, we're going to talk about Anawan Rock, which is the site of Anawan's last stand. Anawan was a chief of Metacomet and led the last resistance against the English settlers um, here where Anawan surrendered to end King Philip's War. <clears throat> we'll talk about Profile Rock, also known as Old Man of Joshua's Mountain. It's a 50-foot-high granite rock formation located in Freetown in the forest just outside As- Asonet Village. Um, <clears throat> I thought that was always Asonet. Yeah, no, it's Asonet. Really? Like a like a assnet, like a, a sonnet, like a William like Shakespeare. A sonnet. Yeah, like William Shakespeare. So anyway, um, not like something you'd wear if you were a Greek guy working at a pizza re- pizza restaurant and you had very short shorts on. I'm pretty sure a sonnet is something. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think an uh, assnet, a sonnet. I can't even. I can't even. Anyway. Uh, the local Wampanoags believe it to be the image of Chief Massasoit. It's also rumored to be the location where Anawan received the lost wampum belt bestowed to him at Metacomet. Remember the wampum belt? That's going to come full circle at some point. Um, and then we have Solitude Rock, an inscribed stone located near the Forest Street in West Bridgewater, uh, which fe- was found near the missing person's body. Uh, also known as Suicide Stone, the rock was found with the inscription, All ye who in future days walk by Nuncatusset Stream, Love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed, believed to be carved in the stone in 1862 by Reverend Timothy Otis Payne. He's creepy. He actually has carved several fucking weird poems in rocks throughout this area. So he just basically created a, like the world's first tumbler. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Actually, that's. He was like way. Andy. <laughs> Andy Dufresne. Uh, all right, so that those are the places, the places of uh, the Bridgewater Triangle. Uh, I got some spooky shit. You guys want to take a break? Yeah, I think yeah. Think let's we take should. a let's take a short break, and then we'll come in and we're gonna hit it hard, like right in the assinet. Yeah, no, it's with the tip of Abington. He hit him hard right in the assinet. You can't do a Boston accent. Just stop. I was trying to do Morgan Freeman. <laughs> I can't do either. Goddamn ours. All right, well, see you soon. Do you need a t-shirt but don't want to look like a fucking donkey? Do you want your mug to tell you to fuck yourself every morning? Well, stop shopping at fucking Kohl's, you dildo. Go to faculties.com. These shirts are comfortable. The designs are awesome, and the customer service is pretty amazing. And I gotta tell you, the prices are great for what you're getting. I own a few of these amazing shirts, but Death Unicorn is definitely my favorite, and the favorite of this crazy Special Forces guy that I made friends with. And he's probably killed people. Anyway, up your game. Buy a shirt, and at checkout, enter the code SARGE15 to save 15%. The website is F-A-R-K-L-E. T-E-E-S dot com. So up your game. And look better than your shitbag fucking neighbors. Okay. So, okay. So, segment two. The middle. I can't remember if you already told the people this. Uh, all six of them. I'm going to tell them. We uh, we focused on supernatural things in regards to this This episode, episode yeah. It's going to be supernatural. So, like ghosts and spooky and lights. Goblins. And well, uh, and ghouls. A type of a type of goblin, maybe. And Willem Dafoe. 
He's easily my favorite <laughs> goblin. He's he is. He is goblin. a goblin. He's he's definitely a goblin, but I still love him. I want to give him a hug. All right. He's a lovable <clears throat> goblin. I like. want him in more movies. Yeah, me too. You know, the sad part is that fat, fat Willem Dafoe looks much creepier than skinny Willem Dafoe. There's a fat Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I don't, yeah you got to look at the picture. Oh, no, I don't want to see that. I'm going to dig it up right now and look at it while you talk so I can get in the mood for this episode. <clears throat> All right. What about woman William Willem Dafoe? Who? W- woman Willem Dafoe. I've not met woman Willem Dafoe. You ever see uh, the, the Boondock Saints? Yeah. Didn't you see the end of it? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Well, I mean. No, I haven't watched Boondock Saints because I'm a, a grown adult. I, wa- I wasn't when I watched the movie. Oh, that's true. You were like a child when it came out because you were 40 years older than all of us. Why the hell? That, your math doesn't <laughs> make any sense. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> I'm going to put this back on the rails. Leave it well, to we're, Maynard we're, to put the show back on the yeah. rails, huh? Well, the best his, part is Maynard's his, only his, like, like a year his, older than me. His math is like hurting my head, so just yeah, please all continue. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this episode, again, focuses on supernatural. Next episode is going to talk about weird animals, large animals. Like a, like a, like a beefed-up llama? Chupacabra? Actually, there's a oh, Channing Tatum? fantastic story about a, an, <laughs> an errant emu running through the forest. Oh, I wish we had that here. That'd be awesome. Let's so do, I mean, we just get turkeys. We get an emu. We get, we get turkey and we get uh, like uh, fisher cats, which are basically just angry weasels. Oh, you hear you just falling asleep and you. <laughs> I feel like angry weasels would be an awesome TV show. It sounds like it sounds like the soundtrack from the movie Alien is playing in my backyard. Uh, like, <laughs> you, like you stepped on the alien's tail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna start off and rain them. Good old rain them, the rain them taunting doghound tracks. So uh, actually, dog behind the doghound, <laughs> what is that? Greyhound, excuse me. Greyhounds are illegal, right? Yes. Greyhound racing. You can't is do greyhound no, racing anymore. The dogs themselves are perfectly fine. <laughs> Sarge is drunk. You, you can't. Sarge is not drunk. You fucking assholes. You can't force them to run and bet on them anymore, though. My attention. <laughs> For a second there, I thought you said. You can't force <laughs> run and bet on them. And I was like, why are you fucking greyhounds, bro? <laughs> no. It's like fucking a bag of eating chicken wings. It's all bones. <laughs> if you want a fucking dog, you got to go for a St. Bernard. There's a lot of cushion for the push in there. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. All right. Don't fuck dogs, you guys. This is this has been a public service announcement. From so uh, back on the rails. So this is gonna be the first uh, first instance of what we have uh, as spook lights. This is uh, legitimately what they're called. But <clears throat> time out. <laughs> this is problematic for a number of reasons, um, but the main reason is the word spook lights. <laughs> it's it's actually two words, but go on. I feel like this is a term that many, many Republican senators have used in the past. <laughs> and, and probably the vice president. And, and, and before Pence. the Republican senators use it, the Democrats were using it because they weren't the party of Lincoln. But <clears throat> long story short, there's probably been a problematic history of white people saying the word spook lights and meaning something completely different. Oh, um, I just got that. 
racist. It's all I'm trying it's to like, say. What are you talking let's, about? Let's just bury that word. <laughs> don't give me that face. Don't don't look at me. Like uh, this. This is, there's a growing list of words I cannot say now. There is a growing list of words, but I don't think it's too problematic to suggest you not use the word Indian in a podcast. Well, we can't just you. We're gonna have to well, unless that out. you're referring to someone from India. India. Yeah, no, that's fine. Fine people of India. The fine people of India who created um, stinkiest food that I've had <laughs> <laughs> the misfortune of dealing with. Stinkiest food, but also a number of Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, a number of Nobel prizes for different scientific accomplishments. Some great Bollywood movies. Fantastic movies about dancing and wonderful cricket players. So the ghost lights, very stinky river. Ghost lights or spook lights. This is how they're referred to. You can Google it. (laughs) Nothing great. Nothing crazy. Every time you say it, I picture like an old white Southern woman who's very unhappy. Um, Are all commonly commonly reported in the triangle. Allegedly, these strange glowing balls of light are seen floating over the ground. Uh, and this instance is behind the random dog track in 1968. Five people saw the strange ball of light floating uh, among the trees in a wooded part of... Well, that doesn't make sense. They saw it right after Santa's little helper lost the uh, lost the preakness. Anyway, uh, so there's a train tracks that run behind the dog track. Um, they saw it there, and uh, when they shouted at it, it grew to about five feet in diameter. There's nothing more Massachusetts than seeing something that frightens you and then yelling at it. And uh, they... <laughs> this is true. These that, is five... the, that is basically the busing crisis in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, then. So, uh, hmm, excuse me. They uh, they we fled when the orb began. had a bad history. <laughs> they fled when the orb began to move towards them. Um in Rehoboth, another incident. That was just a police officer with a flashlight. <laughs> Probably. Um, in another incident in Rehoboth um, from the same time period, a man looked out into a snowy field near his home and saw what appeared to be a Christmas tree brightly burning from the bottom up. He thought it was some vandals who torched the tree as a prank. And the next morning he went out uh, when he searched the fields. There were no ashes, no footprints, uh, and no tree in the snow. Oh, Oh, hey. is that is that like that story where somebody's uh, walking along the beach and there's two sets of footprints and then there's only one set of footprints when things go shitty because Jesus fucked off to go like bang some hookers or something? No, that was that that part in Creep Show with like Leslie could, Nielsen and he was like the you know the you could guy. always tell when Jesus was is that walking. when he slapped Jaja Gabor? No, no, that was a naked gun. Oh, oh, wait, I he didn't know. Yeah, you're sounding no, she like slapped me. Him. I got this right. She slapped him. Sorry. So um, you can always tell when Jesus is walking in the sand because there's always this one little hole that sticks up from where the holes in his feet. <laughs> very, very distinct footprints. Oh, stigmata reference. How you doing, America? <clears throat> anyway, um, in another incident in Bridgewater near Central Street, uh, at the Indian Bridge is what it's called. I mean, this is just the name of the... The name that they gave of this place is the That's Indian That's acceptable. Bridge. You don't have to explain it. Um, there was a canoe floating down. Okay, well, that's kind of fucking racist. A canoe? Why is a canoe racist? Um, They're called Jewish people. There was a canoe anyway. floating down <laughs> the stream. Um, I was just making something up. It appeared to be up. empty, and so these three, these three guys were out uh, on the Indian Bridge. 
they shouted to see if there's anybody near it. The canoe actually uh, disappeared into three floating glowing balls of different colors. So, time out. The canoe disappeared. Yeah, like it faded into three well, balls of light. What year was okay. this again? I just wanted to make sure I wasn't drunk. This you was actually said a canoe disappeared like in into three wow. balls of floating light in the 1990s. Yeah, yeah. And so the three balls of floating light, they actually kind of like danced around like like they described it playfully they these balls of light were dancing playfully and then they uh fart into the wind are we sure somebody didn't just like stick a roman candle on a right <laughs> i mean there's like a canoe and float it down the river right yeah but the, the canoe disappeared it's not like it, like it just well if you were having what, a roman say, candle shot at, at you? night no no this was like middle of the day the way they describe it middle of the day floating down the river oh balls of light <clears throat> i got nothing yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so drugs. <clears throat> there are some other instances of um, ghost lights happening, uh, but we'll move on to the redheaded hitchhiker of Route 44. Oh, oh, I love this. Route 44 the, really is. No I'm man's so land if you've fucking ever been down excited there. that there's a redheaded hitchhiker. There's literally nothing more Massachusetts than a ghost who's a redhead. So like Route 44 goes through Raynham, Taunton. Have you, have you guys ever driven on? Rehoboth. Yeah, have, I've, have you I've ever driven, driven down there? Like that is just a no man's land. Yeah, so no, this, you you get through some parts I, of forty four, and you're like, where I mean, the frankly, fuck? That I, I'm whole in. Area I'm in on this. Massachusetts is a place you don't want to spend a lot of time in, unless you go to college there. It's to actually get one of the your first degree in communications. So th- this is actually one of the first settle. My <laughs> 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 criminal justice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this is one of the first. This is like actually like. Anyway, whatever. We'll move on. Anyway, uh, so the description of the ghost. <laughs> I'm just. I wanna. I wanna put my two cents in that, but I also don't want to piss off the guy who's man in the mixing board. So. <laughs> what? So anyway, the. Hey, uh, hey, hey, hey! Our sister has a communications degree, and she is a very successful hippie. <laughs> <laughs> she really is. <laughs> She does. She does arts and crafts on her spare time. You know, whatever. Hey man, I'm in my 40s and in manning a 99 dollar mixing board in someone's basement. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and drinking a beer. Listen, listen. I'm the guy who hired Add you to, to your do that. <laughs> Add it to your list of accolades. I mean, you owned a porn shop until it was seized for tax purposes. Well, yeah, I mean, well, you should have. You should not have said that all of your religious-based nun porn was tax exempt. All right, the redheaded hitchhiker, you Route 44. Too. The description of the ghost is always what catches people and draws them into the story. Because it's a redhead, <laughs> fucking daywalker. So uh, <clears throat> this particular story, um, one that I'm focusing on, the driver is going along Route 44 at night. They're usually uh, the stories usually happen around the Seekonk Rehoboth line, and they encounter a well-built, well-built man between the ages of 45 and 55. Red hair, usually a beard, is dressed in red flannel with either jeans or brown work pants and work boots. Sometimes he's well-kept, other times he appears, appears disheveled with an overgrown beard, dirty pants, and an untucked shirt. So it's Willie from The Simpsons. Possibly. <laughs> Most times he appears solid to the drivers, but not quite all there. There are some stories where he's transparent throughout the entire encounter. Most accounts have the ghostly hitchhiker. Uh, most accounts of the ghostly hitchhiker are second, third, or fourth-hand accounts. My brother's uncle's sister's mother's cousin, roommate. <laughs> There's nothing more Boston than that. That's for yeah. sure. Because <clears throat> all of those things exist. I know a guy who dated a chick, who fucked a guy at a college party, 
who saw the hitchhiker in his friend's car. Dude, anyway. my buddy Charlie saw that guy down on 44. Kid, dude, my buddy Kevin fucking picked that guy up and hung out with him for 12 hours. They drank so many fucking Bud Lights, guy. So I, I was able to come across a few uh, firsthand accounts. He had a Coke spoon with a Bruins logo on it. Of the man. Jeez <laughs> oh, Louise, wow. You had, to peel the, you had to peel the black tar heroin off of it to reveal the logo first. He had a socks tattoo. It was just two crossed baseball bats that a... On his calf of all in the nineteen seventy seventy seven socks logo. Um, so uh, on one on one fateful Google, night in know December, um, driver didn't want to slow down for the hitchhiker. He pulled into the middle of the road to drive around the man walking along the side of the road. When he did this, the man jumped into the middle of the road, and all he could see was the man's face. On the windshield. Uh, well, a, obviously, he's a fucking redhead. His a, fucking skin reflects light. He appeared as... This is in the middle of the night. He appeared as frost Wait, on the windshield. you still have your headlights? He appeared as frost on the windshield and then uh, faded off of the windshield as if you would turn on your defroster and you clear the windshield. So... Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah, so that like was that. this firsthand account of the, seeing the redheaded hitchhiker. He literally jumped onto the windshield of the car and then faded off into the... The night. Um, the man, uh, another instance comes from a police officer who stopped to talk to the man. He asked the man several times to identify himself without an answer. The officer, his name was Sully. The officer then exited Spoiler his cruiser. Alert. When he stood up and looked over the hood of the cruiser, the man had already vanished. And this also took place in December. Seekonk, Rehoboth Line. I have to say that Seekonk is probably my favorite town name in Massachusetts. The thing yeah. that fucks me up about Seekonk is sometimes, most times, you got to drive through Rhode Island to get to it. Yeah, you actually have to go through Rhode Island, and it like circles back into Massachusetts. Yeah. So, so to me, Seekonk just sounds like something that happened, like when you when you're in the water and you're swimming around, and then you get hit in the head with like a heavy item. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you get uh, hit with the Seekonk? Oh, uh, Timmy got fucking Seekonks last night, guy. We had to take him home. See, it's spelled, but it's spelled differently. It's spelled like you see a conk. Yeah, it's S E E K O N K. Right. So, so like I you've saw, seen a conk. I saw a conk, but see, the problem is the word conk by itself almost sounds racist. I don't know against what race. But I, I feel mean, like if I called somebody a conk, the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center would be in touch. I feel like I feel like Maynard refers to some part of his body as conk. Yeah, it's usually just my toe. <laughs> Fair enough. I um, would have guessed scrotum, so I lose this bet. There are uh, there are several people in the area of Seekonk and Rehoboth who do not like the attention that the hitchhiker of Route 44 brings to the town. Uh, there are other people who love it. In typical Massachusetts fashion, we want everyone to know that we exist, but we don't want anyone to come here. And uh, the police typically don't like it because they have to go out and stop people from driving the road at like fucking midnight. To give those of you who aren't from Massachusetts just like a little heads up on how things run here. So they started shooting movies in Boston and everybody got really excited until they realized that they were going to be blocking streets and shit. So now we just fucking hate it. You go into Boston and you see a goddamn like giant truck with a bunch of cables coming out of the back of it and people are just fucking mad. You got to step over wires and duck underneath fucking screens, and there's all these assholes gawking who are from Omaha, and they're like, "Oh, they're shooting a movie here in Boston." 
<laughs> no yeah. one fucking likes it. People yeah. from Massachusetts do not like the fact that this movie's being shot here anymore. It all started with a civil action with John Travolta. It back really in did. It really did. Then I snowballed into Goodwill Hunting. I can tell you, as there. somebody who works in Boston, there's nothing that annoys me more than when I'm trying to get where I'm going, and there's some fucking production assistant who's trying to stop me from crossing the street. It's like fuck off, Jim. I gotta get to work. You're not important. This show's stupid. And I don't care who's famous. I walked. Okay. I walked right through a scene once. Robert Duvall walked right by me. I'm like, was that? And there's this camera guy. I'm like, oh, they didn't even tell me. <laughs> Sorry I about it. the take. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. the take. Bobby. I could be in the movie. I never looked. I worked at a store once on Newbury Street, and Kate Hudson came in, and she's like, I have to use your bathroom. And I was like, well, it's not open to the public, unfortunately. You have to go next door. And she Do you know like, who I am? That's exactly what she said. Did she pull she's the like, Janir I am? She pulled off. She's wearing this big hat and a scarf and glasses. She pulls off the hat. She's like, do you know who I am? And I was like, I literally don't care. Next door, there's a bathroom. We're not going to let you use ours. Aww. She was so mad. But I was like, go fuck yourself. You're Kate Hudson. I mean, like if, if like Kate Upton came in, I'd be like, yeah, you can use our bathroom all the time because there's a camera in there. But <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you guys know what I mean, though. Like, come on, Kate Hudson. You're right. not that fucking famous. If Sandra Bullock had come in, I would have like, all right, you can use a bathroom. Yeah, she was probably filming that Dane Cook movie at the time. She anyway. was filming that Dane yeah. Cook movie at the time. This was many yeah. years ago. Uh, So <laughs> we get the the haunting of Rehoboth. Jordan doesn't know Cemetery. famous people. I've run into uh, I've run into my fair share of famous people. I I bumped into yeah. He's talking about Bob Marley, the most famous comedian in Maine. Okay, I'm not. I don't. I don't even know where to go with that. I don't. You guys seriously don't know who Bob You're, Marley is? No, I, no, I do. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> there's Easy Skanking, and then of course there's Easy Turkey Hunting. <laughs> I mean, we got. I got more to go on. You want to just well, I mean, we d- d- carry on. Can we plow through this? Uh, name name my sex, sex tape. tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we plow through this? All right. You uh, knew what was going to happen eventually. Also, the name of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually the name of my Bukaki film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> so. And again. The Haunting of Rehoboth Village Cemetery. There are three reported spirits here. A little boy who uh, looks for people to play with him, although... Creepy. That's not okay with all the problems we had with the Catholic Church. That little boy should be more careful. He uh, runs between gravestones, playfully hides from visitors, but doesn't want them to leave and has a sort of sinister appeal to him. Uh, The second spirit is a woman all in white floating above a grave and gravestone. She doesn't seem to want to interact as she disappears when people notice her. And the last spirit That is the most Boston thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Somebody who doesn't want to interact with anyone. Sounds you, like my cat. Yeah, you know just the, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. You know what the problem is, though? Is like, this is like the most Boston woman ever because she yeah. wants you to give her the attention. Like, hey, look at me. I'm floating above a grave. And then it's like, oh, don't look at me. No. Don't, don't you look at me. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm gone. I'm out of here. I'm being as loud as possible in this giant white dress and I'm floating above the ground, but don't fucking look at me. My eyes are six feet above this grave that I'm standing above right now. My sister's married to Maki Mark's cousin, you fucking assholes. Don't make me go Quincy on you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I will the, get all squanum up. The last here. spirit in the probably most well-known and sought-after spirit is a man named Ephraim. Uh, 
I can't tell if that's actually his name, but it's the name that he was given. There's no one in Massachusetts as a, as ever name. in the history of Massachusetts named Ephraim. He's uh, he's often seen in the southeast corner of the cemetery, kneeling over a grave, screaming and pounding the ground. Several accounts have seen him yelling the name Catherine and have even seen a female spirit along with him. That's because his wife Catherine buried a 30 rack of Bud Light down there because Ephraim's an alcoholic. One story had Ephraim even pounding on the windshield of a vehicle and chased the woman's car out of the cemetery. Was really? that woman at the time doing mushrooms? You know, I really can't confirm because I like not did not speak to these people. Um, but apparently, this is very well known, and in the paranormal community, it's a pretty big deal. There's actually, and I hate to do this because this is not what I enjoy about this. I think it is what you enjoy. The next one has several EVPs. Oh, EVPs. Executive Vice President. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you outside the know, uh, an EVP is a plastic thing you could buy on Amazon that apparently tells you what the electro... What is it? Electronic voice phenomenon. Yeah, electronic oh, voice uh, sorry, phenomenon. Uh, what it actually is is a bunch of static that people have a condition called pareidolia affect them where they hear patterns where none exist. That's twice in two episodes. Right? In this case, wow. uh, pareidolia refers to auditory phenomena where they hear a noise and think it's a word when it's actually just someone farting. So um, the Palmer River Meeting House Cemetery stands where the old Palmer, Palmer River Meeting House used to be. Um, there's a colonial soldier is seen wandering the cemetery looking for something, running his fingers along tombstones, and he then fades away. I yeah. absolutely love that they're like, oh, it's a colonial soldier. I'm from here. No one in this fucking state knows what a colonial soldier looks like. He could have been a goddamn Civil War soldier. He could have been a guy wearing a top hat. They wouldn't have known. Especially that area of the state. Come on. <laughs> so uh, Don't fucking lie to me. There's several, no such thing as a history major from Bridgewater State University. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was just a dig at Jordan. I actually very much respect that area of town. EVPs right, a long setup. from the cemetery have been recorded of a woman singing and dancing around the recorder. Um Dancing around, I'm sorry, dancing around the recorder? Yeah, the person recording. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I got confused. For, I thought you were talking about like that fucking stupid flute. Yeah, no, kids yeah. get in fourth grade. <laughs> like, kill everyone with fire. Could you, no, could you imagine if the fucking, the most annoying ghost in the world is like, unacceptable. Oh, God, just stop. Hot cross buns. Oh, my God. I just want to burn down America right now. All right. So, um, I, I only have, uh, I only have, Really, four more. Uh, the Hornbine Schoolhouse. <laughs> Let's go to break, and then we'll come back and we'll finish. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by www.thebrandedsports.com. Go to brandedsports.com. Check out all the stuff they got. They're a pretty fucking awesome website because they're sponsoring this fucking podcast. I apologize for all the swears, but if you're from New England, you'll understand. Thank you, and have a wonderful fucking evening. Uh, so we left off at the Hornbine Schoolhouse. Now, the Hornbine Schoolhouse is interesting, because there's two separate incidences. Incidences? Incidences? 
Is it like moose where it's just incidental? No, in, incidents, I think, was incidents. was the right one. Incidences? Incidents. 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 Yeah. It's just plural of incidents. Incense. Just add an S, Incense. dude. Like sage when you're trying to fucking scare away a ghost. Or you put it in a cigarette and smoke it on stage while you're talking to your penis. And then you get fined by the Montreal <laughs> government <laughs> for talking to your dick on stage. So confused. Well, you didn't get fined for talking to your dick. You I think he did, frankly. I think he did. I think it was a red herring. They're like, you know what, really, Pierre? It's because you're talking to your dick. This is weird. It's not okay. So, dicks uh, don't talk Rehoboth, like, one of the or one of the earliest. Yeah, they do. There's no dick queefs. We know this. Rehoboth is one of the earliest settlements <laughs> in uh, Plymouth, uh, the old Plymouth colony. Okay. Um, and it was also one of the first settlements to the they claim that the home of like the, the public school um they built in the 1840s the hornbine school it's one of only there's only one of 13 single room schoolhouses still standing and serves as a museum uh, so again two separate incidences here a rehoboth school teacher was visiting the hornbine school uh one day and saw shutters open on one side of the building she looked in the window and saw a school alarm and classroom full of children Thinking that this was a reenactment, as often happens here, she went to go open the front door, and it was locked. When she went back to the window, she looked in, and this time the school mom had noticed her, stopped teaching, and stared at the woman. Then the students and school mom faded away while she was watching. Whoa. That's, um, goddamn awful. The children... Never I'm uncomfortable because ghost kids frighten the fuck out of me. The children never appeared to notice her, but the school mom stopped teaching to stare at her out the window, and then the whole thing faded right away. I think the two scariest things <clears throat> in, my, in, in my life <laughs> would be ghost kids and ghost old people. <laughs> Because old so people, so like a twenty-five-year-old ghost just yeah, wouldn't they, be a big deal. Do anything for, but like, like ghost dude, old people, beer? like old the ones people, who can't drive. Old people in general, like people in the, like their advanced age, like nineties, uh, just a sloppy speaking nightmare of, of terrible things. Speaking of old, but people then like ghost drive. kids, they're just so fucking creepy. Why are your eyes black? What's wrong with speaking you? Speaking of old people who can't drive, did you see that? I did not talk about driving at all. Oh, I said <laughs> old people. How can't do you drive? drive in a schoolhouse? Speaking of old people who can't drive. Continue. The the old Philip dude from England fucking crashed his Land Rover. What? He did? Oh, He's like who? 96 years old. Well, maybe driving. because you're fucking 96, Grandpa. Anyway, so... Push to start engines do not belong in the hands of somebody who also lived when uh, African Americans couldn't use the same water fountains as white people. Why couldn't you just go on like he had to fucking crank his engine to start his first car? You had to go to... Frame of reference. You had to go to apartheid? Apartheid. Well, he's from England, and they had a... No, 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 they didn't. South Africa, which is the opposite of England, no, 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 had no, no. Excuse apartheid. Me. Excuse me. Yeah, well, the Dutch were there, uh, but the British had a hand in apartheid in Africa. As Absolutely. in British people lived in South Africa, but they didn't institute as in apartheid. British people, as in British people supported apartheid. Anyway, they did. It's not even... Bridgewater State University, everyone. History man. <laughs> Do you want to? I mean, I'm just picking up. You continue. So anyway, uh, the second incident was uh, some woman driving by, uh, 
stopped at the school because she thought it was interesting. She looked in, saw that there were kids and a teacher in there. Uh, she drove off. She came back a short while later. Nobody was in the school building. She was confirming, though. Uh, she did confirm with the museum that there were people there reenacting that day. Um, so she was just crazy. She just she was like she was like oh man like these are ghosts I got to call and find out if people were supposed to be here oh she's yeah, so an she, asshole yeah okay <laughs> yeah so she was like hey the schoolhouse was haunted and they were like no there were people in there today <laughs> the police officer was like no dipshit did you not notice all the kids wearing jeans did, did you did you not notice the giant school bus outside there's a ten year old playing Pokemon in the back of the room you fucking asshole all right so this gets to my <laughs> Probably one of my favorite stories because I've driven down this road through the Freetown Lakeville State Forest. It's the Mad Trucker of Copacut Road. Uh-oh. This is where Jordan used to go do mushrooms. So Copacut Road drives; it literally goes through the length of the Freetown Lakeville Forest, one into the other, spits you out um, down. So do you literally just cut through like a five mile forest? It's well, I don't even know if it's it's bigger than five miles, but it's like driving through the Blue Hills. Well, well, that's what I was gonna say. Is yeah. it like that? Except road for in the except back for it's not. So it, it spits you out down uh, south of Freetown. Anyway, uh, what's really fucking cool about the Copacut Road is uh, how miserable it is to drive down because it starts out as a paved road and then it becomes unpaved and treacherous. And uh, oh. people like people fucking have broken axles on their cars there. People oh, have like. Wow ruptured oil pans and shit on Copacut Road. It's it's really hazardous. But anyway, so driving late at night on Copacut Road, and this happens... Is it open year-round, or is it mm-hmm. one of those things? Yeah, no, it's like one of those, like, you just, just drive right through. Well, I'm intrigued. Um, So driving late at night on Copacut Road, the uh, through the Freetown State Forest, several reports of an older model pickup truck tailgating, honking the horn, flashing high beams uh, at the driver in front of him. He then... Uh, has, he's been known to have pushed several people off the road. Uh, the truck passes the disabled vehicle and disappears into thin air. Wow. That's that's pretty cool. Truck drivers scare the fuck out of me. Yeah, but this is just a pickup truck. I don't care if it's a pickup truck or a semi. It just, they, all people who drive trucks I thought he said there was only two things in his life. Yeah. The ghost kids and ghost old people. I didn't say, I didn't say scared me horribly like i you know i'm terrified and i'm gonna poop myself I'm just saying truck drivers in general fucking scare me so i mean i think no one wants to be alone that long that's kind of a cool story it's a right? great story that's fantastic. fucking like yeah. this ghost pickup truck like fucking runs you off the road yeah you, you'd never hear someone driving a car do, doing that it's always yeah, no, a, it's, it's never always a, a truck it's, it's always never a, a prius truck. or like always a gremlin you go or a Pinto? <laughs> no, it's never someone in a Volkswagen. It's never wagon. a sensible sedan. Why flounder? Why not? <laughs> no one ever talks about it like a ghost Corolla, or even just a real life one. Like you the know, road I mean, rage is always. No the truck. one's proud of. To the be Corolla. fair, though, you never hear the ghost Model T either. Yeah, you do. I never heard of a ghost Model T. Go to fucking Disney. It's right out in front of the. You know, no, that's not. Haunted. That's not. I'm talking about like a real. Anyway. Um... So the, Disney's a real place. I don't know where oh you get the information, but it's a, it's a real place. Uh, it's a so anyway. The Lady <laughs> of the Ledge, also in Freetown State Forest. The Lady of the Ledge has been uh, the ledge is actually an outcropping of rock. Uh, looks almost kind of like the Quincy Quarries. Um, you look down, there's water. And and Casey Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So in the Freetown State Forest, the Lady of the Ledge <laughs> has been seen standing on the rocks wearing all white. Uh, people have noticed that she's there. She appears to jump off the rocks into the water. People have run to the edge of the rocks, only to find that there's nobody in the water, nobody there. Um, again, Lady in White, standing on rocks, jumps to her death. I feel like that's a running theme, though. Like, yeah, the, no, you the get The Lady in the White, there's a ton of that. Yeah, I mean, there was like a bunch of stories about like men wearing black, and like this one guy had like a fucking top hat. I don't, I don't know what his, his deal was. It's all nonsense. Yeah, right, probably. Anyway, I mean, honestly, the only thing I'm legitimately scared about right now is driving down that road and seeing a fucking hill building in a pickup truck. Because <laughs> yeah. that guy's a real threat. You know he owns a fucking gun. So, I mean, I don't want to. I want to tease this a little. And bit. And I tan dark in the summer. I just don't want to get shot. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, like the stuff that happened. Like I, having, have done you the had experiences this? in this area? You you went to college it's, there. That's why I made those jokes during the during the daytime. It's even fucking creepy to drive down Copacet Road. Like really? in the daytime, like okay. you fucking feel creeped out. It's not like a, it's you don't drive through like the Freetown Lakeville State Forest and you're like, oh man, this is like a cool forest. You drive through and you're like, man, this is a way to get where I'm going. Like Blair, okay. like Blair Witch, kind of like yeah. Creepy. Well, yeah, so just like just weird. You just end up in the scary. same spot like forty to, times. Let's go. Let's skip. Let's skip whatever else you have. We, no. I think we want to grill you and find out Hold what on. you know because you went to college in this area. Hold on. Yeah. I got puck wedgies. Okay. All right. I well, got puck wedgies and phantom fire. I wouldn't brag about that. Maybe you should take some antibiotics. It's puck a great wedgies. great beer called a puck wedgie. Go so find it. Puck wedgies are really important to the Delaware and um, Wampanoag Indians, uh, Native Americans. That's because they're from Delaware and there's literally nothing else there. So... Puck aren't, they, wedgies, aren't they like like midget Indians or something? Yeah, so they're not midget Indians. They're the fucking uh, they're, leprechauns of the of the. North they're oh, they're okay. like they stand like four feet tall, roughly. Yeah. Um, they're like goblins almost, but they can disappear into balls of light, uh, almost like the will of the wisp. Oh well, that makes with your balls right. of light earlier. Right, right. All right. Right. Well, there's also another. There's an instance of a, a guy. His name is James Russo, where he thinks he may have run into uh, a puckwudgie in uh, in Raynham. It turned out it was just Martin Short. He was doing a show with <laughs> he's Wilbur. Got a, he's got a cool story, but I'm pretty sure he was like on fucking drugs at the time. Who, Martin um, Short? Martin Short. <laughs> what the... What was that? It was a puck wedgie. <laughs> Guys, <don't> even, <laughs> look, look, you're not going to fucking believe this. We're in my basement recording right now, and... The power went out for a second right no, after No, we not, started. no, not the, power. not the power, just the light, because we didn't stop all recording. All the lights went out except for this light and his laptop and all of this shit was still recording. And there's, in my basement, there's a number of... So, holy shit, yeah. It, ever, all the electricity in my house fucking went out. <laughs> Thankfully for us, the mixing board has a little bit of a battery in it. And the, and the, and the laptop is and on And everything battery. came back on. We were making fun of puckwudgies. I'm sorry. Just supernatural oh. shit in general. <laughs> sorry, We've been making fun tiny of. overlords. That is the that is the weirdest. It was the most shit. uncomfortable thing because <laughs> all of a sudden we're sitting here. And Talk the, about coincidence, man. The three Holy of us all shit. made puck wedges in our pants a little bit. <laughs> I've got a pants full of puck wedges right now. Holy shit! So all the power in my house went out as soon as I started making fun of puck wedges. I apologize. <laughs> I will leave you. Um, what do they eat? I have some trail mix, I guess. I, I, 
I'm still kind of concerned that you have a power Jesus issue with your house. Christ. That was God really damn. uncomfortable. Anyway, holy let's, shit. Let's go back to this real quick. So, uh, the Native Americans, uh, Delaware Indians, and the uh, Wampanoag, whom we respect and deeply love. Please don't kill the power. <laughs> yeah, um, they they talk extensively about Pukwudgies. Uh They are they originally were thought to be. Um, they originally were thought to be friendly, friendly to the humans, um, and after a certain amount of time, uh, they they started to not take kindly to them um, because white people. And so, as legend has it, they can appear and disappear at will, lure people to their deaths, use magic, launch poison arrows, and create fire. So they're basically Native American leprechauns. Yeah, essentially, yep. Yeah. So the Native Americans believe that Pukwudgies were once friendly to humans, but then turned against them um, and are best to be left alone. When they started talking so about I'm, them on podcasts. I'm, I'm really not being a smartass. Like, I'm, I'm saying, like, that, that's pretty consistent with the, the legend of leprechauns. So a person who, well, this is, so this is where this like is gets, them alone. This is where this gets funny. A person who annoyed a Pukwudgie would be subject to nasty tricks. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> like uh, like Russia power? rigging your election, or or I mean, like the power going out in your house for a minute. <laughs> You're just throwing that out there, dick. Anyway, um, hey 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 hey, uh, how would you suck my dick, puckwudgies? It's not gonna happen again, obviously. Um, yeah. Your a car probably hit a fucking telephone pole down the street, but whatever. <laughs> um. All right. So so the the thing with the puckwudgies, and the reason I lump them in with this group is. They have a they have a natural form. They show up. They actually have like a they're goblin like creatures. Um, goblin like, please describe. And uh, long ears, they can disappear. They the they do the what the happens? balls of light and they create phantom fires. They can create well, fire. But I'm saying like what besides what you just described, right, what does a puck fucking with look like? Uh, it they they're. Like four feet tall. Are they green? What is, What is the situation? I don't. I can't say. I've ever experienced one firsthand. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like the how one do these guy. Come the up one guy who say, "Oh, I don't know what it looks like." All the depictions of them look like they've got their pale white creatures with big old pot bellies. So they all look like Martin Short. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like a tiny Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> I. I. Uh, I really wish I had a better example because is Jeff Sessions a puckwudgie? Only I just need absolutely to know. <laughs> the only de- depiction of somebody who may have seen a puckwudgie said it was about four feet tall. It was an old soul, uh, and it was covered in hair, head to foot. Uh, so was Danny DeVito. Yeah, exactly. A puckwudgie is. is Danny DeVito. Picture Danny DeVito and as, Rhea Perlman. They are a puckwudgie couple. They are picture the- picture Danny DeVito as the penguin. <laughs> and that might no, be no because the penguin didn't have enough hair. Yeah, but no, no, no. I was gonna like, say Frank Reynolds is not a puckwudgie. Frank Reynolds is Frank anyway. Reynolds. So the puckwudgies again. Um, Can you say the word? Just keep saying the puckwudgie. It makes me so puckwudgie, puckwudgie, puckwudgie. So puckwudgie. What we run into with the puckwudgies is they create these phantom fires. So at Anawan Rock, which is where Anawan surrendered to the English settlers at uh, to end King Philip's War. And the Habamock Swamp, um, where the Indian Native American burial grounds, Indian burial grounds, are across from the uh, the Dighton Rock. They've people have seen uh, phantom fires, 
And when they've gone to investigate the fires, they're gone. There's no ash on the ground. There's no heat. Nothing. So there was actually no fire. Right. But they've seen. But they've seen. But it. they've seen fires. What look like campfires. So. Uh-huh. So if I go outside and there's a fire. Yeah. If there's a fire in your fire pit, when I go outside, I'm gonna be kind of freaked out. Um, it's it might be because I'm burning all the weird evidence you keep leaving in my backyard. So how do you feel um, to me? It, because the condoms are fucking monogrammed, Maynard. <laughs> as as the English settlers started to Christianize the Native Americans, they the push to make Pukwudgies the tools of Satan, like you know they they push to make them evil, actually kind of grew and grew um, as they started introducing Native Americans to the Bible. Um, so that that's kind of interesting. So so it's really just them shoehorning their fucking weird religion into right. the Native American culture to get yep. the Native Americans to follow their weird religion. So in the Habamock Swamp, uh, a tourist was allegedly scared away by a loud male voice yelling, uh, Utash, Utash, which is Algonquin, uh, Algonquin for stand and fight. Can I ask a question? How I'm sorry, that was, you, that was how, at Anawan Rock. How shitty is your life that y- you need to be a tourist in... in Bridgewater. When you're going, where do you come <laughs> from? That Bridgewater is exciting. Well, so you go to Anawan Rock because you're you're interested in American history. I mean, King Philip's War is a pretty big part of history down there. Um, yeah, but King Philip's War was also fought in the Boston area. No, it was. King Philip's War was specifically the Plymouth Colony. It was it, Plymouth it Colony, centered but around it was fought in the Boston area. It's and that's one of around, the reasons that it, Boston was founded. The, the King Philip's War was centered around the the Plymouth Colony. Uh, it. it, it wasn't just centered around the Plymouth Colony because the reason Boston became such an important part of Boston history is that Boston originally was a peninsula with the Neponset River before we closed in the river. Okay, so uh, it was technically yes, it was a war between the New England colonists. That's what I'm trying to say. But most it wasn't of the fighting, just, what I'm saying is, it wasn't just Plymouth. Most of the fighting took place uh, in in the Plymouth Colony, but which, that's because they fortified Boston and all the white settlers moved to Boston. Uh, it, w- it also actually took place in Connecticut, Rhode Island. Maine. Exactly. Um, so it wasn't just Bridgewater. It was I, and I'm not trying to like say you're wrong. I'm just saying like there was more facets to this well, war so than just Bridgewater. Metacomet and uh, Metacomet Gwyneth and Paltrow's Anawan, son. Right, and Anawan. <laughs> um, Where's Metacomet Apple? Where's were Apple? Actually, actually took most of the fighting in the area of Providence in, in Plymouth Bay. Um so thirty-five miles away from Bridgewater, Plymouth, well, Plymouth at the time, Plymouth Colony was Bridgewater. That's the problem because the Hobbamock Swamp and the so the Plymouth stretch pretty far. Then when the you Plymouth think about Colony it. originally yeah, Plymouth, stretched Plymouth to be Colony huge. and Plymouth we know today are two completely different things. Because we're talking things. Bridgewater was founded in 1650. Uh, Plymouth Colony was founded in 1620. Boston was founded in 1638. In uh, Rehoboth was 1635. So Boston was still the capital of the colony. It was fortified in, in the 1630s because it was... Plymouth was the original capital of the colony. It's where they first landed. Right, really. but so Boston was turned colony. into the capital because it was a it was a, um, a peninsula. Yeah. Anyway, so the reason this is all important... Boring Boston history that no one cares about, continue. The reason this is all important, assuming that all of this stuff actually has occurred, and there's hauntings in... Spiritual shit and phantom fires and puckwudgies. <laughs> I'm sorry, it sounds like a sex. I know, I know. <laughs> um, the the main reason people point to this is because of King Philip's War and the scars that it left on the land. 
when you have the psychological impact of warfare on the land creates a haunting. When and when you believe that the Native Americans, you know, the the land has its own soul, um, you know, they called the swamp. I mean, that was literally the place where spirits dwell. Because there were just so many people yeah. that died there. Yeah, well, buried there too. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. the issue. And, Which and is why no one good ever goes to New Jersey. So here's the problem: <laughs> Metacomet was killed in Habamock Swamp or Hockamock Swamp. They're interchangeable. It, he was actually brought back to Fort Plymouth, uh, drawn and quartered, uh, and then his head was put on a pike for 20 years outside of Fort Plymouth. The whole time, uh, Coldplay song "The Scientist" was playing. He got the full Ned Stark treatment. So he did. Spoiler alert. With Anawan. Stack. At Anawan Rock, he surrendered. And he handed over the wampum belt, which was given to him by Metacomet, to, um, uh, now I'm going to forget exactly who it was. It was Church, uh, was the, the leader of the colonists there. And it was promised that he would not be harmed and they would be able to be free to go. Nobody would, nothing would happen to them. Uh, well, the English settlers had lied. Uh, not so much this guy Church, who um, Wait, left. I'm the- sorry. Are you saying white people in the colonies lied to the natives that lived here? You shocker, right? Is so, that the first time that ever happened? So uh, Anawan was actually killed. Um, he was drawn and quartered. His head was placed on a pike outside Plymouth, uh, Fort Plymouth, as well. Uh, much to the chagrin of, uh, I think it was Benjamin Church, who. Um, who was just giving out blankets full of smallpox instead. He was who, like, hey, this is racist, but let's be less racist. Who took the surrender of the people. And so he fully believed that nobody would, no harm would come to Anawan when he died. The reason I'm bringing this up um, is some people believe that the missing wampum belt, if it were to be returned, would clear up some of the issues that are happening in the swamp. Um that's the problem. He the, wants his wampum belt back. He doesn't want to like avenge the fact that he was murdered. He's the, just like, I'd like my super shiny belt back. The other issue <laughs> are you fucking kidding is me? that they took all the Native Americans who did surrender, uh, who they didn't kill, and they sold them into slavery. Um, so there's there's a lot that goes on there. And then um, the other kind of theory that goes into this, again, relates to natives in another land, but in the Amazon the shamans believe that the Amazon actually breathes and lives, and um, it gets an imprint of the things that have happened in it and around it. Obviously, I'm a moron, so I'm not a super big expert on all this, but there is a kind of running theme with Native peoples believing that their land was had a personification. It yeah. It had a, a life force, a it, spirit. Yes, it lived. Yep. It may not have had, and like, so, a, you know, it may not have talked to them, but it may have had, like, in their minds a it, spirit. If you take the fact that all these terrible things have happened to the natives who were living in the land, using the land, protecting the land. Um, you really do run into the fact that uh, you, if, assuming all this stuff is real, and I I have a hard time believing any of it's real, um, other than you just have some uncomfortable shit, it's believed that it's because of the things that took place in Plymouth Colony in the 1600s. It's a good, I mean, that's a good cliffhanger, you know? Like, yeah, it's a fascinating just, story. Um, I know we said that this was going to be uh, two standalone episodes, but I mean, they really do fucking tie into each other. So I think this is a good spot to break off. Well, I just meant, especially since Jordan said it's all like BS, like right there. So I was like, oh, yeah. 
I don't believe. I mean, but he doesn't believe it. So I don't believe I mean, in ghosts necessarily. I don't believe in ghosts either. I'm I'm a pretty hardened skeptic. I've had experiences in my life where things have happened. I mean, honestly, we're recording an episode about fucking paranormal shit right now, and the lights went off in my house, and I'm still fairly confident. It probably had a lot more to do with the fact that there's a lot of trees in my neighborhood and it's very windy right now. I'm not. I'm, I'm, a car could have gone into a pole down yeah, the street. I'm, I mean, I'm it could have been literally more anything. than anything. But at the same time, like this stuff's still fascinating. It's still very interesting. We still have a lot to cover about uh, aliens and cryptids and all kinds of new information. So stay tuned. Listen to this episode. Maynard's favorite is going to be covered. Um, Yetis. Oh, I was, I was going to say... Possibly, maybe the, maybe the Sasquatch. I was going to say cherry-flavored Astroglide, so I was way out. But, so, <laughs> listen <laughs> to this anymore. show. Wait for the next episode. Please continue to donate to the show because we've got a lot of research that we want to do. We want to travel around and kind of get a little bit more information for the show. We can't do that alone. Thank you so much for the patrons that exist. And if you can afford to donate, we'd really appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Citizen's Guide to the Supernormal. We're so fucking happy to talk about Massachusetts, and I can't wait, can't wait for the second episode where we discuss a little bit more about um, basically the worst part of Massachusetts, really, when you think about it. It's Fall River, actually, so he's not wrong. It's it's yeah. really a toilet. Don't Fall River and Dartmouth. Yeah, Don't go there. New Bedford, Fall River, too. New Bedford. So... Uh, and it's also Two never opposite points in Massachusetts, but both disgusting places. Yeah. It's also never Yetis. It's I'm just putting it out there. It's I'm going to disagree. I'm going to I'm going to take a neutral never stance on the Yetis. Yetis. Love Yetis. Good night. <laughs>